<clears throat> What's that? Oh, I've just got to clean up my desktop. I can't find Hangouts. it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hangouts on air is going away later this year. So what are we going to do? I don't know. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Uh, Dude, you do that before we start. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I heard about Quick that. Stream. So how are you going to do live broadcast now? Well, you probably just have to do it another way. Because you can click on live from YouTube, can you? Right from YouTube? Go live. Yeah, but... Just be a different... I don't understand that. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand what they're doing. But hey, I mean, we could always we could always go back to um, pre-recording the show and having it up at, on Sunday nights. I hope I'm not actually live. You are live. No, I mean on my channel. Okay, right. so it's just a new format. It's a little easier to use, but I don't know if you can invite people in, though. Huh, we'll have to find out. Yeah. We'll have to find out what we... Uh, what we need to do live streamings and feedback uh, yeah that's gonna be interesting yeah. steve manage maybe it's under the manage tab the manage tab uh, no it's not under the manage tab oh people and blogs and create stream but how do you invite but that's what we're gonna have to figure out how do you invite people there are better streaming services like if you use obs you can do your like a peer dot in or yeah, you can stream a Google, a regular Google Hangout that way too. We can, and and we can, you know, do it like we used to do it. We could. So, I mean, that's not an issue. Mm. So, we'd be more consistent, right? Uh, the, the time of day that we upload. Yeah, be. I mean, probably that if we did, yeah, because yeah, we could probably schedule it a little differently. But you know, I like the live. Yeah, it'll if if it goes away, it'll kind of be me. Eh. I'm sure they have something to replace it. It doesn't yeah. make any sense though. But everybody we'll Google Hangouts. Yeah, we'll have to figure it out. This is gonna this is gonna be something. <clears throat> After I just got <laughs> a soundboard that works through Google Hangouts. Yeah, but that should work through other... Yeah, through other applications as well. I know it'll work with OBS if we have to go that route. Yeah. If I have to do some research to continue to do the show live the way we do it, so be it. Technically, with OBS, you don't even need a soundboard. You can make it work that way, but... Yeah. No more. All right, are we ready to uh, start this thing? Is Matt back from taking a piss? I'm still tinkling. He's still tinkling? Yeah. Tinkle, tinkle? There was a sign in the bathroom when I was a kid at one of the convenience stores. If you sprinkle or if you if you tinkle with Yeah, it, we've please, all seen please, the sign, Steve. Please be neat and wipe the seat. I yeah. That was cute. Be a sweetie and wipe the seat. Oh, bullshit. Yeah. Oh, he's back from Tinkling. I'm back. Right. Were you neat? Did you wipe the seat? Did you wipe the seat? I raised the seat. Yeah. But did you wipe the rim? I didn't hit the rim. Oh. Yeah. Sure. Swish. <clears throat> mm. I didn't think I hit. Nothing, I never. Nothing but my wife tells me how much I hit the rim. Oh. When she has to go clean it. Okay. And then she makes me clean it once a year. Well. Yeah. Maybe she should. And then I say, I swear I never do it again. And then that once a year comes around again, and apparently <laughs> I was. <laughs> I missed. It's your turn. Yeah. Oh, all right. 
That wasn't neat. You weren't neat? No, I didn't wipe the seat. <clears throat> well, you are shit at Steve. So there is that. <clears throat> are you ready to begin, Steve? Uh yeah. 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 You know you don't seem too enthused this week. Well, you know. I'm on anti-anxiety anxiety medication right now, so oh. maybe it's just like slowing me down a little bit. Oh. I don't All right. Know. Well, we'll we'll, uh, we'll proceed anyway. Okay, we'll try. All right, let's do this. Steve Alcorn's a fine investigator. Oh, fuck off! and slip with your host chris york i don't i don't need porn chris i have a good woman listen i have a i well. have a good woman i still watch porn co-host steve alcorn you are the top shit in big flurry if you get the invitation oh are i've you? got an invitation two years in a row now chris wow not me and sometimes special guest matt Knapp. it's hard to burn older you know Maturing, maturing. Okay, George Washington. <laughs> I opted for the. Uh, Is it what meth addicts say? <laughs> I make me more dignified. <laughs> Taking on all things strange since 2013. Wait a minute. I don't know what the hell Are you doing. saying that he's pregnant? Possibly. Was he implanted by one of these teenage aliens? Did <laughs> <laughs> it happen to Arnold? Uh, this device, which comes as part of Nintendo's quality of life initiative, is to is going to have kids running around banging their heads off bricks. <laughs> yeah. You're about to witness the strength of creep knowledge. Good evening and welcome to the 40th Slip. This is episode. talking, Matt? Am I talking? I can barely hear you, man. You can barely hear me? No. Uh, does that help? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can hear you now. Was that too loud? No. It's like whenever you have music playing, your mic level goes down. Oh, I'll have to mess with that then. Yeah. Uh, stupid technical issues. Stupid stuff. It's called ducking, and it might be doing it the wrong way and part of the software. Oh, I'm going to have to look at the preferences. You need to duck the music, not the hmm. mic. Hmm. I don't know if it's doing that or not. It's, I, it's under reduced volume of other applications. It says no, but I do not have. Hmm. Hmm. It's interesting. I'm going to have to look into that more. Anywho, this is the 40th clip, episode 82. Damnityville Horror. Oh, excuse me. Happy Father's Day, everybody. Happy Father's Day. 
Ratcha-cha. Hey, I did it. I did two for three this year for Father's Day. Two out of wow. three. Of, two out of three of my children actually wish me a happy Father's Day. Oh, huh? I was yeah. thinking something entirely different. No, don't don't think, Matt. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, that's better than the offer that I usually get. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I did pretty good for a guy that just has stepkids and dogs. Yeah. I actually got a card and uh, some snacks. Ooh, the snacks yeah. are better than the card. My son at one point this morning, uh, before he went home, said, oh, yeah, happy Father's Day. Hey. That, that's good. Yes. <laughs> that's yeah. a win. Yeah. yeah. At 15, that's good. That's wonderful. That's that's pretty awesome. <clears throat> but uh yeah, we watched the uh The Shining last night. <clears throat> An excellent Father's Day film. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, nothing says I love you, son, like uh watching Jack Nicholson try to tear at his kid and wife with a axe. Yeah. And a baseball bat. <laughs> Wendy, light of my life. I can completely relate to that character, though. <laughs> you didn't let me finish. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your fucking brains in. When I've got the headphones on and the mic in front of me, I'm <laughs> recording. <laughs> How about you just don't come in the room? <laughs> Great movie. That fucking movie. Oh god. And I, I I the the one thing that I noticed as I was watching it is it's one of those movies that the way that it was filmed it holds up. Like a lot of movies you look at them and they look older. The Shining doesn't look older. It doesn't have that older feel to it in that right. way. Um <clears throat> and the kid who plays Danny Torrance in that holy shit. Talk about on the nose, but you know the reason being that I watched it was because the Doctor Sleep trailer came out. Yeah, uh, starring uh, the great Ewan McGregor, and uh, yeah, I am looking forward to that. So I wanted my son to see The Shining, so that when we go to see Doctor Sleep, that he'll be you know not completely lost. Were you kind of surprised by Ewan McGregor like attaching himself to that movie? Um, in a small way, yeah, but not really. Not really. I mean, this is a guy that did Train Spotting. You know, the three Star Wars prequels, uh, the Men Who Stare at Goats. But I'm starting to wonder if he just has like this bucket list in his head of stuff <laughs> like. To do. Yeah, like I want to be in Star Wars. I want to do a Stephen King movie. I want to he's, work with Tarantino. And the thing, and the thing is, he's a good actor. Yeah, he's a really good actor. So I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. The trailer looks amazing. Yeah, um, it looks. I've, I haven't read the book, and uh, the other thing that my kid, my son, was telling me is that his English teacher for next year. <clears throat> they're giving him uh, summer reading and he knew that two of the books that he could select from were The Shining or uh, 
Salem's Lot. And uh, I was like, oh, wow, give me the list. You know, bring it over and I'll, I'll read whatever it is with you. Because um, I'm a huge fan. And there's some of uh, King's stuff that I haven't read. I've read a ton of it. But there's a lot of it. I've never read The Shining. Um, and I've I've never read Salem's Lot either, believe it or not. Um, <clears throat> but there's a ton of it that I have read. Uh, so I was thinking about, you know, just reading with him whatever he decides to read this summer. <clears throat> so we watched that. And uh, miraculously, and I brought it up, we went into watching the men who stare at goats. Cause I was like, Hey, have you ever seen this? And he's like, no. And I had watched it like two nights ago. And I was like, Oh, this movie is so good. So I was like, you have to see this. And I had also looked into, I'd gone down one of those things where, <clears throat> excuse me. I had, uh, Watch the men who stare at goats, and then I went, "How much of this is really real?" And I looked into it, and I went, "Oh my God, there's quite a bit of this is pretty real." <laughs> the guy that they modeled the Jeff Bridges character after is fucking spot on, like right down to the last detail. It's it, it is uncanny how how crazily close they got to this guy by pick a by a by picking jeff bridges and the way he played the character and this guy actually existed he went to vietnam he noticed that the his uh the the people in his uh, i don't know platoon battalion whatever they were they were all shooting high these these fresh soldiers they they weren't shooting at the enemy and when they lost in vietnam so poorly they you know they realized they had to do something so they see this guy on a on a i don't know what you fucking call it like a fact-finding mission and he just went and did everything drugs and fucking naked fucking hot tub sessions and it's it, the stuff that they show in the movie he really did that shit all on the military's dime that was a great scam. <laughs> you know, all the create this new stuff. Find out if it's this. But it wasn't a scam. He, he was like ordered to do it. Yeah, <laughs> no, and and he truly believed in it. And they showed like uh the, the other thing the, the in the movie, the men who stare at goats, they show this uh weapon that they use called the predator. There's a video for this fucking predator where they show a guy you know, using this on people that is way better than, you know, the George Clooney little thing in the fucking movie where he does to Ewan McGregor where he's like, ah, fuck, ah, shit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I just, I was, I went down this little hole. Like, I was just like, oh, this is fucking cool shit. Like, how much of this is, what's this really fucking happened? You know? Like the the remote viewing programs we know happened, right? And you know that movie talks about like MK Ultra and a bunch of other stuff. But it it I was astounded when I started looking into it, like how much of this stuff was real. And 
one of my favorite movies. <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious. Like these uh, Jedi warrior soldiers that they were making. And uh, this was a real fucking program. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, because whenever you watch the movie, it just comes across as like, oh, this is a clever idea. <laughs> you know, like, right, but it, this it, is a cool premise for a movie. Right. And then you're like, wait, and this is real. The interesting thing about it, though, is at the beginning of the movie, they say to you after the guy, you know, the guy from Avatar, the fucking uh, uh, evil guy from Avatar. I'll call him the evil guy. Not the, the fucking Giovanni Ribisi character, the other guy, the general. Uh, he goes, tries to run through the wall and fucking slams into the wall, <laughs> lands on the floor. And then they black out the screen and it says, more of this is true than you would believe. And then it goes into the movie. Yeah. And I like how they did that because you obviously a lot of it is like they changed the name. Like the name of the guy uh, is Bill Django in the um, in the movie, and his name is something different. It's like Jim something. Um, uh, but it it it, I, it just makes me wonder how much of this is was really true. Like how much of this shit really actually happened. <laughs> I went down one of those holes, man. A deep one. Steve, I thought you would like that story. I do. It had everything. It had father. He's tearing on a goat right now. Oh, he's trying to stop the heart of a goat. Steve, how are you doing? Uh, is the goat still not dead? We'll get back to you before the end of the show. <laughs> we'll check back in with Steve on his goat killing process. I figured if any one person on this show could kill a goat with a stare, it was Steve Alcorn. It's not working. No? No. Are you not feeling it? I'm trying it. He said he could feel like the pulse of the goat inside him. Yeah, Sweetwater no, Legend has it. See that. Yeah. Because I know where you're going. The only time he feels the pulse is when he gets a little excited yeah, uh, no. down there, if you know what I mean. No. Uh, well, he has those anti anxiety. And then it's like that it's throb, throb, throb sensation. Do not feel goats. You don't feel goats down there? No. Oh, okay. Let's just check in, making sure. I don't want to confuse you, Steve. I'm not confused. Okay. You're doing okay, though. I am. All right. All right, good. No, no, no problems in, in the life. <laughs> Nothing going on. No. I should know this before I come down to see you, Steve. Uh, well, you know. My wife likes to throw things, but it's all right. That could be a problem, Steve. Only at people she doesn't like. Steve, that could be, <laughs> that could a, be a problem, problem Steve. <laughs> she doesn't throw. I mean, seeing how you told her <laughs> that I told you to go to the Bunny Ranch in Las Vegas. Hey, hey don't we have like a topic to talk about or something? No, we can. We can get. We, can get, we don't need to cover this. We can cover this. I don't really see any need to. We can cover this. Why? Because you're the one who actually told me to go to the bunny room? I didn't. I never said such a thing. No, no, no. Matt did. Oh, oh okay. I, I related to my wife incorrectly. And I did. Yes. And she never listens to this show, Matt, so you're safe. <laughs> see, that's the whole thing. Like, you don't need to worry about getting Sorry, caught. Manny. 
except by the people who listen to the show. <laughs> Matt ain't coming here anyway, so. Yeah, and you'll be fine. You ain't going to get anything thrown at you. I will. If I ever want to see Matt, I'll have to go to Oklahoma. You going to go down to Oklahoma? Well, there is a good song about it. I'd like to check it out. You going to check it out? Mm-hmm. Nice. I could call this nice. Oklahoma. What? <laughs> Oklahoma. I don't know the song. I'm going to have to go to Oklahoma to learn it. Mm. I see. Sounds like a lovely place. Oklahoma? Despite the tornadoes and shit. Like, you're not familiar with the songs Tulsa Time and Oki from Muskogee? Oh, yeah, Come on, Steve. I know you. <laughs> but, uh, of course I know those songs. <laughs> Who doesn't? Well, guess what? I'm <laughs> living on Tulsa. an old-timey guy. It's where I'm from. Yeah, been there, actually. Lovely people. Oklahoma? I've been to Tulsa. See, he's been here and didn't even you've visit me. Been to Tulsa, like while Matt, you've known Matt. No. <clears throat> All right, because if you did it while you've known Matt and you didn't stop, back him, in nineteen, I would call you an asshole. Nineteen eighty nine. If I was Richard Allen, I'd call you a cunt. Hmm. Yeah, in eighty nine, I was collecting baseball cards. Well, see, so was I. That was pretty oh. much all I was doing in 1989. That was a long Pretty much time. all I was doing in 1989. Video games and baseball cards. Oh, I didn't, right. I didn't have any video games. That's right. <clears throat> we do have something else to talk about, gentlemen. We do? Oh, now you want to talk about it. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes. What are we talking about? I think now is the perfect time before we get into the topic. The producer. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. We need theme music for the producer. We do. I'll have to go search, and YouTube has like this plethora of music. Wait, they have a they have a song that goes well with the producer. Do they? Something about being gay and <laughs> what? Yeah, it was a great song. It, it, what is, what is your problem? <laughs> I don't know. It's catchy. That's all I. We know. don't need any homophobic slurs, Steve. Yeah, we don't, don't need homophobic any. slurs. It's a great song, and it's part of the movie. And, and play. And that's it? Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to remember what the uh, what the words are, but I think that should be our theme song for this thing. I think we, uh, so I think we need to decide, like, the rules for the uh, the producer. There's rules? Yeah, we're going to have rules. Like, we got to have submissions. So... We can. I think you got to explain the program prior to explaining the rules. Well, the, the producer, I'm getting there, Steve. Okay. Getting there. So, <clears throat> we've decided, much like in the uh, reality show style, and without all the glitz and glamour and bullshit, uh, we will do for the show and our own amusement uh, the contest for the next producer of the 40 and slip and we will call it the producer now we uh hemmed and hawed about how we were going to do this uh it's, this is the brainchild of matt and myself i was involved in this though a little bit a little bit a little bit not much though steve you see um too many cooks yeah you know, you know what I'm saying, Bob? No, you couldn't keep it gay. 
I got it. I figured it out. <laughs> what? I have no idea why you put that in at that point. Because they oh, just made me look bad. Oh God, Steve, 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 Steve. So yeah, um, we have decided to hold a contest for the next producer. Really? Of the forty and slip, Richard. Fuck off, Richard. <laughs> You're such a prick. What did he say? Since I'm do not, not, do not enter. It's not worth it. <laughs> well, yeah, because he wants to win. <laughs> he wants his own job back. That's what it is. <laughs> last well we brought it up last night on squatchable uh yeah what was going on I, I brought up that we're going to be doing it and his response literally was Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> he sounded real excited about it <laughs> uh, i can't imagine why but it, but at the same time he said that it was a lot of fun when he was doing it and um you know that it it would be a a cool thing for somebody to do all right but so yes if you would like to be the next producer of the 40 and slip you can uh we need to so we need to figure out how this how this is going to work gentlemen and i figured well we need you know, somebody we don't are... do anything really behind the scenes we do pretty much everything transparently so i figured we'd just uh do it on air Okay. Yeah, and it needs to be somebody <clears throat> who's willing to come on the show. Well, mm -hmm. that would be a plus. It would be so. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, obviously, we'd be willing to work with. You know, we know we understand that people have lives and things are going to happen. Uh, but somebody that can commit to Sunday nights, maybe to have some flexibility there. That we sometimes we'll have to switch around. Um, but. And uh, we'll help come up with topics. Yep, uh, that's a good idea. Need to come out, help come up with topics. Uh, maybe get us some information during the show uh, about. So we don't have to have like those moments where Steve's like, "I'll Google it." Yeah, or let uh, me look uh, on Wikipedia. Uh, 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 you mean yeah. somebody else is going to Google it now? Yeah. Right. Huh. Yeah. Well, that takes a lot of weight off my shoulders. <laughs> well, you do have the news to worry about. Yes. Which is right in front of you, by the way. <laughs> um, so I'm thinking. Hmm. Hmm. We could do this American Idol style. You know, get everybody up on a stage and hmm. live. Hmm. And I I think an important quality is someone who has a good grasp on humor. Well, yeah. And can take a joke and Yes. I mean you hear Yes, we beat the, the things we say. <laughs> so uh <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, have a have a, a little bit of a backbone. And be able to dish it out too. Yeah. Yeah. So, hmm, I'm trying to decide how we should do this. Well, I think we should have like audition tapes. I think so. I, I think it's the way to go. Like a video. Yeah, like a little short video bio thing, like who you are, why you want to be the producer. Mm -hmm. should, we know? Them, should we make them showcase their 
We should have a talent show type thing, a talent contest. All right, so this is how we're going to do it. I, I already got it. I 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 got it. And uh, so oh, you have to, and anybody can do this with their fucking goddamn smartphone. This would be very easy to do. Take a video of yourself. Yeah. Uh, you introduce yourself. Who you are. You don't have to say where you're from. Like, yeah, obviously. I mean, maybe like the state that you're from. You don't have to like pinpoint your exact location. Be as anonymous as you want. What's that? They yeah. can be as not as anonymous as they want. Yeah. yeah. But we need to know who they are and how to get a hold of them. Right. We don't need to we don't need to be able to get a hold of you in that way. Um, we're gonna we're gonna know who you are. I mean, we should be able to know how to get in touch with you. Right. Um so uh and then you need to showcase off a talent. And that talent can be anything. 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 Not Show anything. Something that you can do. Anything. Anything. Steve. I'm open for anything. Anything? Yeah. Anything. We're not going to air their videos. <laughs> oh, we should. No, 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 no. No. We can talk about them. And I think we should look them over. Uh uh um what's the word i'm looking for uh like we should look we should look them over together yeah we shouldn't look them over like separately right right like we For can sure. meet up you know before the show know. each week or whatever and look at the videos right but okay. i'm thinking we should do this like pretty you know pretty fast well it, it, if there's any way it could happen where you could announce the winner at steve's house Oh, that would work. Oh, yeah. So, when, when is that? The nineteenth of July. No, no, Steve, Steve. When are you ever going to understand how I, things work? I can't remember what I ate. We do the show on Sunday nights, right? Okay, Sunday night. Okay, so when is the nineteenth of July? Uh, I have no idea. Let me look. <laughs> okay, all right. That's <laughs> why we need a freaking huh? Because this is why we need a producer. Yeah. 19th is a <clears throat> Friday. Steve so. needs a fucking assistant. <laughs> 19th is a what, Steve? A Friday. Oh, a Friday. A Friday. Okay. So um, when do you think uh, if we were doing the show on a Sunday night that I would be coming to see you? Uh, the 31st. Well, we have two possibilities, the 21st or the 14th. Because yeah. you could either come here the week before or stay. Yeah. Stay, you ain't staying at my house. Yeah. Yeah. Steve, uh, it will be the 21st, my friend. Okay. That's what you told me. I remember now. Yeah. Holy shit. I got you. 21st. So this so is. That actually is not a horrible idea. No. <clears throat> We could do that. Gives you guys a month. Mm -hmm. So this, you got a month. We'll be we'll be bringing it up every week. I think that's plenty of time. Uh, anyone can apply. Anyone. Yeah. Anyone. Of course. We will also have to do. Uh, I think uh, um, I will uh, do this because to ask, ask you guys to have to do this will probably uh, uh, be a little bit much to because getting together is 
Well, I mean, it no. is your show. Yeah, and it's exactly. So, <laughs> um, there'll have to be some type of uh, other interview process. So I'll have to be able to get right. This should just be round one. Yeah. So um, you got to weed them out. Hmm, trying to think of which way would be the best way to have you guys get in touch with me. Mm-hmm. Well, if they're sending you video clips, it probably needs to be like. Uh, it depends on how long the video is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're talking Dropbox or email. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Or Google drive. Yeah. 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 So I'm thinking probably through Gmail. Throw it up there in the cloud somewhere. In the cloud? Find it. Well, Google drive, as long as it's not too big, we'll condense it and send it where he can access it. Yeah. Um, I will, um, I'll put up the account underneath the video today, tonight, um, for, well, which one to send the, uh, the videos to. Um, and make sure that you message Chris at three or four in the AM in the morning. Yeah. And he will answer. He will. You will. <laughs> well, why was that? You will. <laughs> Wow. Okay. I mean, I am up sometimes at three yeah, well, or in the morning. Just saying, make sure it's when he's not up. <laughs> oh, when I'm not up. Well, that's what's that's what a producer does. Uh, the producer just handles it on their own. Yeah, the producer handles it on their own, and then they bring it to your attention on the show, Steve. Oh. <clears throat> yeah. Steve, the, the producer I've is not somebody who bugs the shit out of you constantly. I've already failed my audition then. Oh yeah. Fuck. You are going to audition, aren't you? I just did. I think you should. No. I want to see the talent video. video. What do you think, Steve? I'll audition. Yeah. Sure. Can we air your audition video? Can we do it right now? That'll be the one. That'll be the one we do air. We don't have you gonna turn on a camera or something? I could I could. All right. Done game. Fucking yeah. You've got the camera. Talent. You've got the camera action. I don't have a what do you, what, what, what's going to be your talent? I don't know. You don't know. Steve, you can like, you, you doing this will be the thing for other people. Sample. Yeah. The sample video. Right. You, you'll be able to show them what to do. Like, this is what, you know, Steve's the example. He's setting the bar. The fucking the bar is going to be set pretty high if you go in Alcorn. That's out the water. Like, Alcorn out the dude. I'm telling you right now, if he pulls his dick out, that fucking bar. I'm not doing any of that stuff. <laughs> That's going to be a bar. It right. is YouTube. We might have to switch to Pornhub for that one, Matt. All right. So well, we can just jump on Alcorn's account. Here it is. Yeah, I'm coming. I'm. Co- oh, there oh, I am. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, I mean, uh, Alcorn Live. Let's uh, let's present him to everyone, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh, Steve Alcorn as we live and breathe. Look at all that 40 and slip artwork he has in the background there. And breast you, cancer awareness. Uh, and breast cancer awareness. Uh, it, right. That is some 40 and slip artwork back on that wall. It's uh, cryptids playing poker there. That's right. That's right. Some anal My probing. Penis? Oh. Uh, that's right. Some, some anal probing. Us as pu- finger puppets for aliens above that. Shit. And yes, us uh, doing the Halo jump uh, from the Godzilla movie. 
there's some Bigfooty stuff over there. See that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And, uh, there's some stuff. Because this uh, breast cancer awareness is because a friend of mine had breast cancer. So that's what that's for. Of course. She's. Of she's, course. Save the tatas. Save the tatas. I, I, you know, I don't think we have to be uh, use that to save the titties. All right. I'm ready to audition. All right. You're auditioning now? Yes. What is your talent? You'll find out. Oh, all right, all right. So you, uh, your That's name not is telling us something, you gotta, is it? You got to start with your name. Okay. And then what? Um, is it Jim James? Jim Jim Jones. <laughs> I am Jim Jones. Jim. Not Jim Jones, the fucking the Sasquatch dude. No, no, we, no, we got we got to do this like we got to do this like they do on TV, like American oh, Island Water. Booger. Okay, what what what's your name? No, it. oh, it's just dark it. hair. Get right up in there. It's just dark hair. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So what, what, come on. What, what's yeah, your name you, and where are you from? Yeah. Well, well yeah. <clears throat> My name is Steve Alcorn. I'm from. I wait. Let me start over. Oh, that, See, that's, how, that's how I expect the auditions. To it's go. a no from me. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Steve Alcorn. I hail from the great city of Ohio. Rubbish. Is that better? Uh, what are you going to be doing for us today, Steve? <laughs> well, see, they're not going to get questions. They're just going to do this on the But floor. you're doing it live, so you're getting the questions. All right. What am I going to do? And the feedback immediately. Uh, if my, not sooner. My talent is being an awesome reseller on eBay and Amazon. Is that good? No, you have to be able to, to display your fucking talent. I'll display it. I mean, I can do a screen share of my sales. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't working. How did I know this was going to work its way into a sales pitch from Steve? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't working out so well. Talent so, video, Steve, Steve not promotional video. All right, ready? I'll do a talent. I'll sing. All right. I don't sing, but I'm going to try. I heard you can sing. You, know, you can? On. Yeah, that's what I heard. From- People say Alcorn's quite the crooner. <laughs> I am okay. It's a crooner. It's what they say in Sweetwater. I'm ready. Hold on. He's a legend. I've seen people do this, so it must help. It, they hear this sound, Matt. See, I think we should have video on every show. But ready? Mm. You go, Steve. Keep it gay. Keep it gay. Keep it gay. Is that right? Is that good? <laughs> it's the producers. You can go ahead and turn your camera off now, Steve. Did I win? Well, you set we'll the bar. You know. I just hope nobody trips over it. Well, Steve, Steve, uh, uh, buddy, we'll, we'll, uh, how do we'll I, you know. okay, there I did. Okay, good. Yeah, we'll let you know, Steve, how you right. did. Yeah, we'll be um, in touch. Well, that is my audition. I think I have a very good chance of winning the whole contest. If it mm-hmm. ended right now, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, listen, you're our only submission so far. So, folks, that's what you got to do. I mean, no, it's not. No, no. <laughs> if you get on and say, keep it gay, keep it gay, keep it gay, you're not going to be in the running. I'm doing like the 1950s sailor fist pump. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm not on the camera. I'm still doing the fist pump. Are you? Yeah, I did. You still doing it? Are you like? No, I'm not doing it now. 
Oh, I thought you were starting like a gay pride parade in your town. No, there's no. I'm just. I like the song. It's catchy. Oh. All right. And we're doing the producers. So. No, we aren't doing the producers, Steve. <laughs> what Did the I, fuck is wrong with you? The whole point. Oh my god. Uh, uh. I was auditioning for the producers. No. No. No, I think it fit right in. I want Will Ferrell's part. No, Steve. What? Not what we're doing. <laughs> he did such a good job at being a Nazi. <laughs> what are you trying to do? <laughs> Does he? He has a he has a serious problem. And when I say serious, I think he's trying to bring the show down. <laughs> he he's he 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 sabotages things, Matt. On purpose, he is a problem. By the way, all that artwork was done by the great Fred Dunn. That's right, Dread Fun on YouTube. Check him out. By the way, go. Oh, hey, he I went to a wrestling event recently. Yes, he did, <laughs> and took some pictures with people. Yes, yeah. he did. One in particular that yeah. I was fond of was the picture he took with. Mark Henry, the world's strongest man. And I have to say, after seeing Fred standing next to Mark Henry, who appears as he's lost quite a bit of weight since he was, you know, actually wrestling uh, the right. last time I seen him anyways, but still he's Mark Henry. He's a big dude. After seeing Fred standing next to some of these wrestlers, I'm kind of intimidated by Fred. Now Fred's a big dude. <laughs> Fred's a big dude. Listen. Listen, if Fred could, if Fred punched you and connected with your face, goodbye face. <laughs> yeah, that dude is big. I, I was impressed. Monster. I've never seen him in photos with people who I kind of like, you know. Yeah, it's always with like his grandkids and shit. And right. Like, oh, <laughs> Where he's like just dominating everybody. Look at those little things. <laughs> but now I realize those are full grown adults. <laughs> those aren't little those kids. Are <laughs> grandkids. <laughs> yeah. Why is he playing trucks in the scene with them? Yeah. <laughs> I hope Fred auditions. Oh, I think good. Fred, I I'm telling you right now, Fred does those rap battle things. Yeah. And stuff on his channel. Oh, Fred's the best. Yeah, I'm telling you, people, if you're not checking out Fred Dunn, that man is blowing up right now. Blowing up. Check that man out. Get some of his artwork before you can't. I did. I'll tell you that right now. If you can get, if you can pay him now to get some commissioned artwork, do it. Because his, his I'm telling you right now, his schedule is filling up. He's going like to be a somebody. Busters. He's everywhere, dude. These yeah. Comic Cons, him and, him and his wife started going to, they're doing very well for him. And it's about time. Yeah, it is. You know, he's a great artist. He does amazing work, and the stuff that he's putting together now, I absolutely love it. So, uh, on to the topic at hand for the night. I screwed the fucking pooch. <laughs> That's the no. top. No, I didn't screw the pooch. What happened was, and I told Matt this before the show, I started going down the uh whole um <clears throat> uh 
Ed and Lorraine rabbit hole, and I started popping up videos on YouTube and uh, going through them. And there were these, I was looking at these little shorts at first, and then I popped up something on the Amityville Horror. And I, what I realized, what I came to realize is there's just too much to do on Ed and Lorraine Warren in one show, I think. Um, and Matt totally agreed with me. <laughs> like, there's just too much shit. Like, you could do a whole podcast just on, I mean, a podcast, not a, just one show, but a podcast on Ed and Lorraine Warren. I think that's what you said, right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I think I read in one of the articles that they claim i mean i i don't know who would know the official count but like ten thousand cases over ten thousand cases yeah that they claim and um but if you just did the famous ones Mm -hmm. you could still have an entire podcast show about them yeah it's, it's crazy how much there is so i started looking in and i i'd i'd uh looked at the amityville horror case before excuse me i read the book by i believe it's jay anson um back when i was a teenager uh and it's it's one of the first books that scared the shit out of me it was that and it by stephen king scared the shit right out of me um and uh yeah i just went down the whole i think i read that whole book in like a day or two i plowed through it um i think i was like doing one of those either i was sick home from school or i was pretending i was sick and home from school one of the two uh so i i finished it in like a day or two and it it is one of those stories that fascinated me And you dig a little deeper into the story and you find out more shit. And then you have other people who claim that it was a bunch of bullshit. And you have other people that say, well, they didn't really gain all that much from it. You know, so what was the, you know. The payoff. Right, what was the payoff? Because, so the story is as such. Um, The story. Story, uh, the uh, let me pop up some information. I just, I just need guideline information. Nothing. Uh, I don't need to have the whole story told to me. Um, I'm looking for the address of why did I just type Google into fucking Google? See, that's why we need a producer. Uh, yeah, exactly. Steve, look at you go. Look, look at you go, Bob. Look at you go. So, uh, yeah, so as the story goes, on November 13th, 1974, Ronald DeFeo Jr. shot and killed six members of his family at 112 Ocean Avenue, the uh, infamous Amityville house. Um, And there's been all kinds of different other theories about this, you know, that there's one theory and he supposedly at one time said this although they say he was a, one of these fucking insane liars like he lied all the time uh i don't know how much truth truth there is to that uh but that his sister dawn had actually killed everyone in the house and he found out 
and killed her and then told everybody that he did it because he didn't want everybody knowing this is, but I don't, you know, I don't, there's a lot of bullshit, but anyway, six members of the DeFeo family were shot in that house, all in their beds, all face down. And the interesting thing about this murder is he did this with, I believe it was a shotgun. Uh, does it say here? It does not say on this page. Um, but it, there was no silencer of any kind. There was nothing done to, you know, uh, de- uh, make the sounds of the shots lessen. No one moved. No one stirred in their beds. All face down shot. Nobody putting up any type of fight. Nothing. And he went to each room systematically. And that is one of the things about the original. This isn't even, you know, the Amityville horror story. This is what happened beforehand. Mm. You know, and he also claimed that he, you know, he heard voices. But again, he was known to be this liar, they say. Um, But... (laughs) <laughs> yeah are you gonna lie about killing your whole family well, he at one point tried to say it was his sister and at first he tried to say it was somebody else it wasn't <sighs> until they uh i think he tried to blame it on the mafia at first and when they finally figured out that it wasn't he came clean like almost immediately i believe it was about the murders hmm. but yeah it, it, the whole thing's just very it's weird. very odd the the, yeah. the idea that six people in a house kids uh uh pretty much adult i think his older i think it was his older sister or uh, she was a uh, pretty much an adult you know an older teenager and his parents and he shot his parents twice all, all the other kids were once but he shot his parents twice hmm. each. You know, so a little bit of overkill there. Well, they're bigger. I didn't point. know if you had it or not, but I sent you uh, on Facebook if you wanted to share it, uh, the famous ghost boy photo that they oh, took of yeah. the house. The, that uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Right. Yeah. Who, uh, was I, supposedly of, you know, one his younger brother that he right, killed. Right, younger brother. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I will save images save it right there. But yeah, I can pop that up in just a minute. What were the family mm-hmm. dynamics of this family? Were they all a little nuts, or? Um, I get from what I gather, there was, um, there may have been some mafia ties to this family. Hmm. Um. And there may have been some other fucking shit that was going on. Uh, the son, the son was pr- the son was fucked up. That much is known. Clear. DeFeo yeah. Jr. was fucked up. I, I mean, before this, I guess. Um, so there's some weird shit going on. But this, you know, people have to remember this is before the Amityville horror, right? I, I'm just trying to figure out how they didn't know that people were being shot and they just stayed and and, and there's and well that's part of the story that came out later 
Okay. Yeah. Like the events that took place in the house, the history of the Amityville house is the entire family was murdered. The only person alive in the house was this guy who at first said that he didn't do it. Right. But then later on said he did. Yes. The part about all the weird spooky stuff about him being possessed and everything came out later, which his attorney eventually said that him and, uh, was it the Warrens? Uh, no, him and the Lutzes actually made up the story while they were drinking. But to me, that never made any sense at all. Yeah, no. Like, no. why his attorney would hang out with the Lutzes, why his attorney would be drinking with the Lutzes, why his attorney would be like, hey, let's make up this story about what really happened. Right. Yeah, then none of that would make sense. Who are who exactly are the Lutzes? The people that moved into the house later. Yeah, right. they're the, they're the people that the Amityville horror is based upon. Okay. So I can see them making up a story if they thought they were going to benefit some way, but the original guy and the attorney that represented the original guy wouldn't have nothing to gain from any of that. Well, why would your attorney? I mean, I maybe it could happen, but your defense attorney like makes up a story claiming that you really did do it. Even if you were possessed, like, I don't think that would be cool. (laughs) No, uh, but it would work for an insanity defense maybe. And maybe, but this was, this, this happened after the fact. So after he was convicted and all that stuff, so there was no, I would assume I would assume he was already convicted by the time the Lutzes lived there. All right. Hmm. Maybe the attorney is just trying to make some money on the side. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But but all I can tell you is that uh, the Lutzes moved in. Okay, this is talking about the book, poorly based on a true story, describes a house at 112 Ocean Avenue as remaining empty for 13 months after the DeFeo murders. And then George and Kathleen Lutz bought it with their three children, uh, which Kathy had from a previous marriage. So George was their... was their stepfather um now interesting interesting note on this whole thing is that uh, i guess george was a fucking asshole to the kids that's the story that is the story um now uh they claimed that a lot of shit happened um uh one of the things that I thought was kind of weird and but at the same time can be explained away is that uh, George would wake up around 3, 3.15 and that was like the time of the DeFeo killings <clears throat> but that just could have been something that they threw in there if they were trying to make a big hoax mm-hmm. um, of course anyone who knows anything about the movie knows about the flies in the house the uh, problem with the flies. Um, uh, 
supposedly the wife had dreams about the Lutz murder. I mean, the uh, DeFeo murders. I don't know how much, like I said, again, this is all stuff that's, you know, relayed. Um, uh, dun, 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 dun. Some, some of that can be explained away. I'm sure. Jody, they... Here's the thing that fucking creeped me out about the fucking Amityville horror was Jody, the fucking demonic pig creature. Oh, with the glowing red eyes. And, and supposedly they found uh, hoof prints on out in the snow. And I want to say they found them on uh, the roof. Is that, did that happen too? Was this like one of those fucking uh, Jersey Devil type situations? No, just outside in the snow, it seems. Um, yeah, like all this strange shit happened. Like the priest that had the issue where he went into the house and he thought it was cold, extremely cold, and then. He had a really bad feeling, supposedly. In the movie, they 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 overblowed it to something says, "Get out," um, you know. So, I, I mean, it, it was it, it's an interesting story that a lot of shit happened. You know, the kids supposedly saw this fucking pig, demonic pig creature. <clears throat> um. They remember seeing the the door to the the boathouse slam opening and slamming and opening and slamming. Um, they actually saw Jody the pig creature, like it wasn't just like a uh, an imaginary friend that the the that Missy had created their daughter. Um. <clears throat> It, it, there's just all kinds of weird shit, and they wound up leaving in the middle of the night. They left. Uh, 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 I guess as the story goes, um, the uh, members of the Lutz household were um, levitating above their beds, and when they finally were able to get themselves situated, they called the priest, and the priest was like, I think you should stay somewhere else. And they left in the middle of the night in their pajamas, and they, at first, they thought they were going to go back, but they never, they wound up never going back to live there. It, I think it's also important to say that, like, I mean, we're going off what, you know, fourth and fifth hand people are saying, you know, mm -hmm. but... According to the story, uh, all that weird stuff with the pig creature and the dreams and all that happened before or was happening before they had knowledge of the murders taking place in that house. So that, that it was wasn't... my question, because nowadays, if a murder occurs in a house, a realtor, at least where I'm from, and I'm pretty sure it's everywhere, has to tell you. It has to be disclosed that something like that happened in the house. But I'm going to guess it didn't have to happen back in those days. Well, from what I read, my understanding is they were already having weird stuff happen. And then they learned about the murders. So it wasn't a case of they knew about the murders and then all this stuff just manifested. Well, were they originally from that area or did they move in from out of town? That would be interesting to know because anybody in that area would know about the murders. You know what I'm saying? 
Uh -huh. prior, prior to buying a house like that, you would, I mean, it's local legend, obviously, by that time, what, 13 months later. So, and they could, whenever they went to look at the house, you know, nosy neighbor or something, you somebody, know, somebody, somebody. I think they said that, like, ultimately, like, the Lutzes, uh, what they wound up making on the Amityville, the whole thing, like, what they got out of it was after taxes and everything was like $300,000. That was a, <clears throat> and it made like millions and millions of dollars. Well, yeah, and that's normal though in those kinds of situations. So, I mean, it is, it has been argued that they didn't stand to make a lot of money off of this. So, why did they really do it? You know, that, and I don't know. Well, I was wondering, you, you know, know in steps, you know, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yeah. You know, the, which who's actually who we wanted to talk about tonight. Um, but and I and, and maybe I need to figure out a better way to do it. Um, however, uh, the one problem I had is like they, they instantly say that Lorraine, uh, she went when she went into the room where uh, DeFeo had killed his brothers or something she you know that one of the rooms there she she'd you know reeled back you know whatever it's like she could have found out what room that was before she got there well yeah i'm sure she had knowledge of some of it you know like that's the stuff that i i tend to have disbelief with when it comes well she absolutely had knowledge of it before yeah, they went course. there i mean that's why they were there right well, and plus, how many published articles about that just the killing itself, not the weird stuff. Happened, right. You know, there had to have been articles about it. That's why I'm saying I, I find it hard to believe that the Lutzes didn't know before they bought that house. Right. That something what? happened there because it would have had, like you said, nosy neighbors. Somebody would have said something, and it wasn't like out in a rural area somewhere. It was, isn't isn't it in town? Like Amityville is a pretty. I mean, there's other houses right near there. Oh yeah, yeah. This house. So, so it's like uh, it's not like we're like a singular house by itself. In right. fact, the house does not look anything else, anything like it used to look like. Yeah, they've completely remodeled they've it. Completely oh, yeah, changed it. Would. Doesn't have the same type of like the, the way the windows were before. It almost looked like the house had eyes. But like, if you lived in that house, I mean, I would have done the same thing. Oh yeah. Well, the the problem that they had was with people. Um, stopping on the side of the road to take pictures and yeah they, i mean it was a real problem so they remodeled that whole side it of was the clearly this is the picture that was taken by um uh i think it was lorraine warren was she the one that actually took the picture i think it was ed um but supposedly sure. uh, and i i want to say that this one's been, been debunked though matt it doesn't well like yeah they side. think that it was one of the investigators right well it was their kid yeah um <clears throat> But you know they they claim that this could have been you know the the spirit of the murdered DeFeo boy John. Um, so I, I mean I I just don't know. With a lot of this stuff, you get these people like that come onto the scene that are these paranormal investigators, and I don't know how much of it even amounts to anything. Like. Uh, if like so, okay. So Matt, let's say you and I decide to uh, 
decide to become paranormal investigators. And, but we like, we, we're going to go in and we're going to just like look at things scientifically and just try to come up with like an answer for people. Right. You know, like something that makes sense. That I think is like, you know, if you could go in and say, oh, well, you know, listen, the, 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 you get this issue with the, you know, some creaking going on here with your foundation or whatever that's probably causing some stuff or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. You know, I, I tend to like, like that sort of thing more. Like something where, okay, this is the stuff we can rule out. Right. Where you go in to debunk the stuff first. Right. And see what's left after but you, you do But that. you still do it with an open mind. Right. You know, that I could buy. But these, the way that a lot of these paranormal investigators work is they go in already with the belief that there's something there. You know, they don't go in with this open mind of... You know, something weird could be going on here. So I, I just, I, I don't know how much, you know, how much. Uh... Well, there's also like a hundred <laughs> or more different variations, but a lot of them, especially now, and as was with the Warrens, get a lot of their results, quote unquote results, and information from a psychic in the group. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, not from actual events that happen. Right. I feel this. Right. In this room. And I just did a show with, with David, and I'll make no bones about it. I, you know, I, which this is a very uh, weird line for me. <clears throat> I am a very spiritual person, so I believe in things uh, outside of the, the realm of uh, possibility. However, I'm also a realist. Um, so we just did a show on like psychic, you know, psychics and we, we'd watched a, an honest liar mm -hmm. and gone over like the, you know, him trying to, uh, debunk all the people like the Peter Popovs of the world. And, um, Matt, you and I had talked about it, like the long Island psychic, Yeah, you know, for what is it? Caputo. Yeah. Uh, and John Edwards. And these people are charlatans. They're absolute charlatans. They propose that they can do these things um, when, in fact, if you look at their, their entire body of work, instead of what is just shown to you in these very highly edited shows that you see, uh, if you saw the vast majority of what they do, they're horrible at what they do. Absolutely horrible. Well, I mean, with the claims that they make, absolutely. Yeah. But a person could argue, uh, not defending charlatans who scam people for money, but, I mean, uh, it can also be looked at the way of, you know, if you're going on something founded in faith um, instead of, like, you know, actual physical evidence of something, uh, sometimes, uh, you end up helping the people. Well, see, and I think a lot of that's false, false though. When it comes to those people, I think it's very false. And well, I, I mean, if a person yeah. is like wanting proof that, you know. Yeah, but if you're giving them false proof, if you're not the real thing. 
But well, what difference does it make if they believe it and they feel better? Nah, see, I, I see. I, I tend to agree with uh, the amazing Randy on that. It doesn't matter. It's the it's the fact. It's the responsibility, Matt. It's the responsibility of being that person. You know, and doing those things and deceiving those people. It's just it's deception. If you're deceiving them, and that, that's what right. I'm saying. I'm not right. defending the charlatans and the scammers. Some people really do believe. Whether they do or not, I don't know that they have these abilities. Uh, and they're not charging people or anything. Right. Um, but I, I think those people can also do sometimes more harm than good, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, and it is. It's a fine line for me. It's, it's, it's a severely fine line. Because I find that a lot of these psychics, they are. They're, they're charlatans. They're full of shit. Uh, I just... I don't, I don't have much faith in them. And I used to be one of those people who read tarot cards and uh, tried to do things to divine the future. Um, but what I came to realize, um, which is what most people who are rational, who have any you know type of uh, analytical mind will come to, is that, that these things are are much better designed to help you better yourself i hate to go back to um the men who stare at goats but he talks about optimum tra trajectory in that movie and i believe that these systems are good for optimum tra trajectory and that that being you, your life is kind of like a river that river is going to go the way it's going to go you're never going to be able to really change it you're never going to change the river. But what you can do is understand how the river goes, like the, the, the course of the river, and maybe put yourself in better positions. That was deep. That is very deep, isn't it? <laughs> Optimum trajectory. So it is a it's it's a thing that I think if people looked at it that way, especially people who are going into these traditions, you know, whether it be shamanism, <clears throat> ritual magic, uh, Wiccans, witchcraft, um, it it's a it's a better way to look at it than than this idea of divining the future. Understand the path. That's the way to go. Now, and, and that's the way I feel about it. But let me present this. <laughs> if there's stuff out there, whether they be personal abilities, spirits, whatever, that for whatever reason cannot be recorded or measured by any of our instruments, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean they don't exist. I'm so not, how do you not, uh, see, see, here's the thing, Matt, I've had instances or things that have happened that have been, uh, very, uh, weird. Right. And uh, you know that they happened. Yes, absolutely. Um, my aunt had a house. Actually, she still does. Um, it's a rental now. Um, my cousin was living in it at the time and I wound up, uh, renting a room from him. And him and his wife had gone away for the weekend. And they had said something to me about the, the place being haunted. I was like, I don't know. And um, I'm like, I'm diligent about making sure everything's off when I leave. It's just one of the things, one of the 
the things I do. And other people did do have keys to that house, but I don't believe anybody else in my family went down there uh, to play a prank. It's it's totally possible, so I can't rule out that possibility. But when I came home one night, the lights were on upstairs. And I knew damn well that they were off. And I would not go. I didn't go upstairs for like half an hour. But, you know, at the same time, I still have a rational mind. I went upstairs. There was nothing going on up there. There's nothing weird going on. Um, I lived in a house. <laughs> the first the first house I ever lived in. And it was a rental house. And there was a guy uh, who had been addicted to drugs. And uh, his parents were paying for the house and everything for him to stay there. That son of a bitch. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> he uh, overdosed in the house. And as will happen sometimes, this information was disclosed to me. Uh, it was believed that he overdosed intentionally. Yep. So I don't know which room it was in. I didn't, you know, press it any further than that, but, uh, they had replaced the carpet and painted and everything before I moved in there. And there was a back bedroom that I did not use, not because I got any creeped out feelings or anything like that. There, I just didn't have enough stuff. I was just, you know, first right. move. So I kept that door closed. Now the carpet that they had put in was, brand new so you had to exert actual force to open and close that door it scraped the carpet i numerous times this happened and i'm not the only person that witnessed this i would go into the bathroom which was right next to that door whenever you come out of the bathroom there were times when the door would still be shut but the light would be on in there like the actual light with the light switch open the door, nobody's in there, all the windows are locked, turn the light off, close the door. Later on, you go back to the bathroom. The door's open now. It would open and close by itself. The light would come on and on by itself, and there was never any like pattern to it or anything. And then there was also a back door to the house that had a deadbolt latch and a doorknob latch, and there were numerous times, once again, both of those locks would be done and I would be sitting in the living room watching TV or something and I would hear that door open and I'd go back there and it'd be standing wide open. The screen door on the back porch still latched. I eventually had to slide the dryer up against the back door to keep it from doing that. Huh. I didn't stay in that house very long after that. <laughs> but like, I have no explanation for that stuff. Yeah. No, I I also I stayed I used to uh, have a roommate. Um uh I rented a room from him. And when I first moved in, I had the side bedroom. Um <clears throat> and then when our other roommate moved out, I got the back bedroom. <clears throat> and I I never forget and I and it was one of those things I was like, "Oh god damn it, I should have known cuz I knew. I knew." Uh, long before I'd moved into that friggin' room. And I started seeing like this. Uh, I, 
I, I never like caught an actual uh, uh, where it was like it was clear. But I, I would see images of this uh, figure in the mirror because there's this huge mirror on the wall in the room. And it wasn't me that I was seeing in the mirror. But it was a, uh, it was a female. And I would keep saying, and I kept saying, oh, that's fucked up. I just, you know, I, but I'd deal with it, you know, whatever. I would see it or whatever. And one one day I was uh, talking with my old roommate, and I said, uh, yeah, I just, I started, I, I noticed the this freaking I see this woman in the mirror and he goes that's probably mom and i'm like oh fuck that's right she died in that room because his mother had had stomach cancer mm. and she had died in that back bedroom like she because she did not want to go to the hospital she wanted to stay at home and she died right there in the room that I lived in. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's right. But, you know, I mean, did, was it a trick of the eyes? Was it because I knew about that story and subconsciously I put it in my own head? Which is all very possible. You know, it's it's not unprobable that I did that in my subconscious. But that's some weird shit. You know, so I believe in the I believe in the strange. I just have this have this problem with the uh, the chicanery and the charlatans and the bullshit because I've seen it firsthand. I've seen people bullshit other people. Hmm. Anytime you get a subject matter such as ghosts and that sort of thing. And well, I've seen it when it comes to uh, th this idea of being psychic. And well, I've, I've seen any of those, any of those people will take advantage of that. Yeah. Because you can't prove any of it. And at the time, I mean, this was uh, much more common back during that period of time. Uh, but the, the Warrens actually met each other when they were 16 years old. That's when they first got together. Yep. And Ed was convinced um, uh, that he grew up in a haunted house. And Lorraine, you know, told Ed and just matter-of-factly stated that she was psychic. So two kids getting together, one's from a haunted house and one's psychic, and they get together in a relationship and all that stuff. Uh, where else was it supposed to lead to? You know, oh, yeah. yeah. No, they were they were they were bound to investigate the paranormal, right? You know, that's a, 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 that's a no brainer on that one, I think. So, I, I mean, I get it. I get I get why they were doing it. Um, they were definitely opportunists, though. Yeah, I mean, they would invest, and it would, and it would always turn out that it was a paranormal event, regardless of you know. What well, that's because, happened. like Chris was saying, they always went in with just that preconceived notion that it is haunted and they're going to go find out why. I mean, one of the interesting things that I read about is it seemed like every single case there was a demon involved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they went to demon or demonic or these entities. They never, they, they were like, it's not ghosts. 
it's not your typical poltergeist. Right. You know, um, and I don't understand that either. Like, they always went to those extremes. Well, because Ed was a self-proclaimed demonologist. Well, you know, if you... I mean, she's the psychic. He has to have a trip, too. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but was he a one-trick pony? That's what I want to know. Well, she I believe so. Out. I think they stayed committed to one another. He wasn't dual class. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, little D&D reference for those of you out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, you know, and once I, like I said, once I started looking into it, I was looking at uh, videos of Ed and Lorraine Warren doing all these talks on all these different investigations. And it was a slew. It was a crazy amount of investigations. And I mean, I could sit there and be watching those videos for days. Yeah, well, that was one of the things that a, a lot of proponents of the Warrens point out is that they never made any money and they never charged anything. But yet, they put out a ton of books. Mm -hmm. They were involved in consulting on numerous you know, movie projects and stuff, including the first Amityville. They put on seminars that packed the house. You know, They made all kinds of television appearances. Like, they were getting paid. Of course they were. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, they were. <coughs> oh, shit. Well, they didn't, neither one of them had uh, choked on my vape. What we would consider a real job outside of that, right? Right. So they had to have been getting paid. I mean, that's what, money. you know, like. Uh, I mean, they have that fucking museum with the Annabelle doll locked yeah, up. Right. The fucking Raggedy Ann doll. But, like, a lot of people talk about, well, they never got rich of it. Well, you know, a lot of people are happy not being rich and just having their lives paid for without having to have like a real job that they go to. Yeah. And if you can do it, fucking power to you. That's what I say. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you can go out there and, and, and tell people that you're a paranormal investigator and you can get people to pay you for that power to you, you know, yeah, have fun explaining it to people what you do, you know, but if you can do it and get people to pay you to do it, I am all for you doing it. You and know, I don't mean that uh, writing books I, doesn't work. <laughs> and I mean that in the way that I'm for you doing it if you're doing it in an honest and sincere way and you're trying to debunk things as well. You know, that you're doing the, the method properly. You're not right. fucking going there being like, oh, it's there's something strange. But see, that's an... That... That's another problem, though, because a lot of these people, I mean, like, if you contact a paranormal team to come to your house, it's because you believe it's haunted. Right. And if yeah. they come out there and do it that way, and they're like, well, we've yeah. debunked yeah. this, this, and this, 99% of the time, the person's going to think they failed. They didn't help me. Yeah. They don't know what I'm experiencing. So, like, then, they want these people to come out and say, you know, this house is cleansed and all that. Like, that's what they're going for. Carol Ann, come into the light, Carol Ann. But usually in those situations, the ones that I've researched, after the house is cleansed, miraculously, it comes back. Oh, yeah. Because they they want that. They they want their house to be haunted, you know? There's a... There's a if I you live in an actual haunted house, you do not want to live there. You yeah. don't want it to be there. Yeah. No, it's an issue. 
And the people are like, oh, it's cute. No. No, not really. Well, nobody I mean, cuts the case. No. Nobody calls a skeptic to come out and investigate it. They call the believers because that's that's where they're going to get the action they expect. That they desire. Yeah. And because they're believers, they're going to find that. I mean, they're going to find the evidence that supports what they think is going on, regardless. And, and it may not be that they're charlatans. It just may be that they're so intent on finding the evidence that they believe exists that they make it exist. And I think that happens in a lot of fields. Yeah. Although I don't... psychic. That's what I was just thinking. I am psychic. I... I, I don't think that's a, an excuse, though. I didn't say it was an excuse. I said, I mean, that's what happens. Right. I just I just don't think it's an excuse for... Yeah, but these people oh, really, truly believe they're helping people. Even if, they truly, oh. even if they truly believe, there comes a point where you understand what you're doing is bullshit. And I don't but care you, who you are, and I don't care yeah. how much you believe in what you're doing. But that you, you come to that conclusion, and I don't... It, 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 two things happen when you come to that conclusion. Either you ignore it, which I think happens most of the time, and you just keep doing what you're doing because you're you're so much invested in it, or you just quit doing it. And that happens occasionally. People realize, hey, this isn't really what I thought it was. But right. I think it's I think it's the opposite more than not. I, I think people just. They're so far vested in these things. By the time they come to the realization that oh yeah, they don't they don't want to they don't want to drop the yeah. facade. And then they then they lie to themselves. They start oh, lying to themselves. And that's that's on. the killer right there. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying Ed and Rain. I've said before, like the biggest yeah. thing that I learned about addiction was you can lie to everybody on the fucking planet. <clears throat> Everyone. Uh, that does. Uh, I don't think that destroys you inside nearly as much as when you lie to yourself. The minute you start lying to yourself, you start you start just destroying or or deconstructing who you are, and that that's a that that in and of itself, Steve, is a problem. Mm-hmm. Well, we we've seen it happen several times where oh people do it all the time. And, and, well, in you know the fields that we've been involved in, we've oh, seen fine. it happen in front of our eyes. Oh, people yeah. change. I I've I saw people, and I won't name names, who were very scientifically oriented, and it's yeah. not the person that you're thinking of. Um, <clears throat> and by that I mean the one that lives in the state. That yeah, I know, changed I know. their whole outlook on the research of Bigfoot. And I'm baffled. I'm baffled. I'm baffled that this person that I knew <clears throat> as very scientific-minded and informative and whom I could ask questions and they would come back and be like, yeah, no, no, this is how it works. Like scientifically, like this is how it really works. And to go full blown fucking other direction, I don't get it. I don't fucking get it. I don't either. <laughs> it's a it's a weird 
I, I think that is something that should be investigated more than the phenomenon. You know, <laughs> seriously. You know, why so it do happens, people make these? It babies? happens everywhere. And, you know, with Ed and Lorraine Warren, I think, you know, and I think this is a rabbit hole we could go down many different times. There's so many different cases involving the Warrens. With Ed and Lorraine Warren, I think you're right. I think they were opportunists. I think that they took these cases. They weren't there, boots on the ground, while this stuff was happening. No. At Amityville. They came in after the fact. They always came in after the fact. You know. Obviously. So, in and of that, I don't know, you know, what what is it, what is it really? You know, it's it's Monday morning Monday morning quarterbacking, and some and you said something about the money. It doesn't matter if they never made a dime. Sometimes it's the recognition that matters to people. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and they were known. They were the go-to people for a very long time. Well, in the paranormal community, I mean, I just <laughs> sent Chris something yesterday. These people are revered as like the cream oh. of the fucking crop. Oh yes, yeah. Like they are idols in the big, not the Bigfoot, but the ghost world. Like, right? Uh, paranormal enthusiasts. Uh, I hardly ever see anybody bringing up anything negative in regards to the Warrens. Maybe one out of every one hundred comments, and people post about them all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very rare that you hear somebody bashing on them. And I, I'm not even bashing on. I don't think we are bashing on them. I think that we're no, just trying I, to understand. I, I, I agree with you. I think they were opportunists. Yeah, I think so. I mean, they, you have to be in that situation to to be to have investigated that many. How many cases did you say? Over ten thousand. Like ten thousand. Yeah, you have to be an opportunist. But maybe because of their fame, they just got called on a lot more. I don't know. But they got the fame somehow. Air into the abyss too long. The abyss looks into you. Well, early on, this was actually something that I thought was kind of cool. Ed uh, went to the Navy. He was in the military. In the Navy. And after he got out, um, he ended up being a sheriff, I think, or a cop or something. But uh, he wanted to be a painter. And he entered art school. And he was being trained how to paint and he like quit because he didn't like their teaching methods or whatever. But he would find out about a house that was supposedly haunted and he would paint a, a, a picture of the house. And then they would go to the house and present the people with the painting to get their way in the house to investigate it. Damn, that's a, that's a good idea actually. Like it would be cool to brilliant. have some of those paintings, <laughs> That's brilliant, right? But like you know, he did something artistic to like you know, it's kind of like vacuum cleaner salesmen will like give you like some paper towels or something to get inside and yeah, get the demo or paint your house. Is it is it really haunted? Yeah, I heard yeah. your house was haunted, and I did a painting of it. Uh, we're paranormal investigators, me and my wife, and we were wondering if we could come in and look around. So he came bearing gifts, yeah, to these people. Okay. Which made them way more susceptible. I mean, in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, well, it, yeah, but once once the fame came, because at the time they were really the only people out there, I think, 
at least with uh, recognition, who are doing this. Yeah. It, well, when you think of paranormal investigators, you think of Ed and Lorraine Warren. Right. So, I don't think of I don't think of another paranormal investigative team or any other paranormal investigators. Period. Well, you I mean, there's there are some, but there's not anyone not anyone as well known as Ed and Lorraine Warren. Well, some who would like whole uh, horror series based around them. I don't know about as as with as many cases as they investigate or not, but you got your Zach Baggins and those kind of people. Fucking Bilbo. You know? Well, I'm just saying. I mean, there are people now, but back then, no. They would have been about the only ones that people would know of. What? So of course they got the call. Thing is, Zach Baggins buying this week. I don't know, but of course they got the call. You know, because they were the only ones that people knew who they were. And he was brilliant in the way he decided to get to that level. I mean, giving people something and then asking to come in is a is what is like you said. A I mean, uh, a lot of the skeptics that have investigated, even ones that have like debunked them, they all kind of say the same thing that these people were salt of the earth and genuine and really didn't have any ulterior motives behind their stuff. They may not have. But, I mean, <laughs> they did some things <laughs> that, to me, come across as a little shady. Well, if you're investigating paranormal activity where there's no zero scientific proof of any of it, it's all going to seem shady. Right. Slim so, but maybe she really was psychic. It's possible, sure. You can't rule it out. She could have been psychic. You can't rule it in either. I guess it's possible. I won't rule it out. I'm not totally ruling it. But I think it. when the when the stories were relayed to the public, as, as in the case of Amityville, I doubt that the story was relayed in the manner that it actually happened. Well, no, it never is. So, you know, they didn't know the house had have murdered. <clears throat> I'm sure they did. I'm well, sure here's the interesting thing, and I, I brought up the, the fact that George was uh, uh, abusive to the kids. <clears throat> the reason I brought that up is because Dan, Daniel, Danny Lutz, actually has come out as an adult and backed up what George has said happened, even though he was a bastard. Supposedly. Well, yeah, but how old was, what would you say, George, uh, Danny, Daniel? Yeah. How old was he at the time? He was young. Yeah, so it's hard to yeah, but he trust even the memory of a real his, young kid. He even says in his adulthood that, you know, George was an asshole. and Sure. Et cetera, et cetera. But he corroborates the stuff that had happened. I'm not doubting him, but, well, I guess I am, because when you're in that situation and you're being told it's happening, regardless if you see it, if you're a kid, a young kid, you're going to start to imagine that it's happening as well or every little bump in the night is going to be what you know because you're already afraid of your dad so now you if you don't believe what he's telling you that adds another level to it you know what i'm saying yeah no no I, so I his memory now as an adult may be tainted by the the memory of how his dad was to him and he had to believe that shit or else he was going to get his ass whooped I'm just curious what it was that made you see the frog 
jump across the room. I don't know what I, I don't know what caused all that stuff. I mean, there was a lot of. But you were a kid, so your memory has yeah. probably been tainted. No, That's I was great. actually an adult when that happened. I How much have been an adult? I was in my early twenties. Early twenties. That means that your frontal cortex thing wasn't fully developed. Yeah, so and maybe I, you were still a kid and, and an asshole. So <laughs> what was your dad that made I'm you? I'm talking really frog, young. No, I understand what you're saying, Steve. And it's not that I disagree. It's something that, you know, I've probably said it myself. I know I've heard other people say it. And I've probably said it because I've heard other people say it. But what examples do we have that that holds true? I don't know. Other than just assumptions that the kid is wrong about what they experience. I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm saying. I'm not. I'm just saying in general, because that is something that, you know, people say is like, you know, well, you can't really trust the memory of a child because it could have been their imagination, blah, 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 because of this and this. But do we have any examples of where that's been proven? Well, I'm sure there's things that people have told you that happened to when you were a child and you you don't quite recall them. But because people have told you over the years, you start to remember, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, it's happened to me. <laughs> that sort of thing's happened to me. Where but how do you know they're not real memories that you just have? Right. You don't know. So, therefore, we can't trust that kind of memory. I'm not saying that the kid is lying. He could be 100% truth. But his memory may be tainted by the the events that were actually going on. You know, him being... If you, I, I, I won't go into that side of things. But no, they did an entire, they did an entire movie actually, yeah. where they told the ghost story from the perspective of it being a paranormal event, and then in the end, you find out that it was just an abusive adult to the child, and that there is nothing paranormal happening. Right. Um. So, like, yeah, I get that, but I don't see where it would like, as an adult where he's come out and admitted that like, yeah, this dude, you know, would beat us or was an asshole or whatever. Why he would say like, but he's telling the truth about this stuff. I remember it happening. <clears throat> like, why wouldn't he just be like, Oh no, that was just George, you know, being an asshole and trying to scare us. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying he's not remembering incorrectly. I'm just saying it's possible. That's all. There's a possibility that that sort of thing happens. Yeah. There is a possibility. You know, is it likely that he is backing up the stepfather who was a dickhead to him? Well, we see, we see that with women who live in an abusive relationship. And then when they leave that relationship, they desire to go back because that's all they know now. And so now they make up stories yep, in their not, minds. Not, not women who accept the fact that they were abused. Like he accepts the right. fact that, that George was an abusive asshole. Right. You're if a woman accepts that she was abused, she's not going to have that feeling later on. I don't know. There's a guy who accepts that this guy was a dickhead and yet at the same time is backing up his story. And it was his stepdad. <clears throat> You know, so the, yeah. I, I think that gives it a little credence. I don't know that it, you know, I'm not saying this makes the Amityville horror story true. <laughs> if the kid but was you 15 are about to when hear all this went down. True story, Steve. 
if the kid was 15, 16, something like that, 14, even 12, maybe. And, and he's relaying a story of the things that happened. I think his memory could be pretty The only thing he's talking about is a door that was opening and slamming and yeah. opening and slamming all the time. Yeah, I don't know what his story is, so I, I can't want to. I'm just talking about my <laughs> that's, hands. That's one of the things he was talking about. He also yeah. backed up the stuff about what his sister saw with the pig thing, Jody. <clears throat> would it be it sad like, though if his if like his, red eyes and like dog teeth wouldn't it be sad though if george was just that big a dick that he he dressed up as a pig thing and <coughs> slam doors and <laughs> well i mean it it's well, i know that 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 sort of thing has happened there was didn't we just do a news story on something like that that they were trying to win oh yeah the, the dickhead was scaring was the kid torturing the kid yeah yeah Hey, and you're right. That shit does happen, man. And I think those people are pieces of shit. I'm not saying George did that. Right. I don't I'm know. Not, I don't know George. I don't think. I, I mean, and I I don't know. I, I don't know the Lutzes. I don't know George and his wife, whatever her name was. But we all, we all do remember things that happened that were strange. I mean, I seen a frog fly across a room, ceramic frog, or excuse yeah. me, not ceramic. Uh, it, it, so I don't know, and I don't know that uh, that you know we can like you're saying. It, can we trust Danny's memory? Maybe you're right. I think the likelihood of it, the Occam's Razor argument, is that it's probably he's telling the truth, as he as he recalls it. Yes, you know, and it's he's probably right on. Is my you know, is what I believe. Because of the situation, because this is a guy that uh, he had a problem with. And I can tell you for a fact, you know, have an issue with things as a young child, you remember those things. Mm -hmm. They tend to stick pretty firmly in your head. Well, I'm not disagreeing. I've, I've had some experiences myself. So, so, yes, memory is a weird thing. Memory changes. Uh but there are some things that are pretty solid. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm, <laughs> and I think I'm not trying especially to... because the, the, he had a problem with George. Right. And I'm not trying to compare the two at all. Okay. I'm just saying like children are allowed to testify in those situations for a reason. Yes. Like they don't let the child testify and then say, well, they are a kid and maybe he just didn't like the guy. So maybe he just didn't remember it. Children have put people in prison for their lives. I just watched a TV show. I just watched a TV show. Uh, I was watching a thing about, uh, um, you know, women behind bars, or I can't remember it was the Piers Morgan one or whatever. But this woman that you know went to jail, went to prison for drowning her daughter, and she went to jail because her son can, was the, the key witness. You know. And he was like seven. But maybe he was just mad at his mom and they just went swimming and he thought that she drowned. Eve Alcorn should get on the case. Uh, I'm, right not dis I'm not. Listen, <laughs> I don't know Danny. I don't know anything about no, the I guy. Don't, listen, I don't either. I'm just saying that I think I find it kind of interesting that Danny, I don't know if his last name is Lutz. I don't know if they wound up taking his last name or what his name, last name is. Um, I, I find it hard to believe that he grew up with this guy whom he considers to be a dick. And 
he's backing up his story years later as an adult. You know, still having those same types of feelings. I just find it to be interesting. My my only thing was how much of that was implanted into his memory by not only George but the ancient Warrens, aliens, by the Warrens, by uh, whoever the movies, the, the, the movies. books, right? And that's what that's where I was more going with it. Oh, how much of that over is the complete? years, yeah, yeah. That's how like, much did he really remember? And, it is, and and Steve, I conceded the point. It is possible. And like, if everybody told him, like, I, I understand what you're saying, Steve. Like, I've if seen it, people do it, children. Right. If everybody told him, like, well, Danny, you you know that door used to open and shut all the time. You, right. you would complain about it, don't you remember? And he, no. Well, yeah. Now that you meant kinda, and then yeah. pretty soon it becomes fact in his head. Right, like, and that's where I was going with that. Right, and I wasn't trying to like contradict what you were saying no, as much I as I was just were. offering up the other side. But I don't want people to think that I'm bashing this kid. I'm not. I I want <laughs> fuck you, Danny. Because there's some, there's you some suck, you Danny. Know, there have been some questions about the whole thing, you know, and 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 rightly so. These things should be questioned. <clears throat> you know, I think the whole idea of having an investigation is having an open mind. And what's funny about it all is we've talked this much time, and that's just the Amityville case. Yeah. And that they also have the Perone case, the the whole basis of you know the Conjuring series, like that. That's the first Conjuring movie. Um, is the Perone case, which is a very interesting case in and of itself. And you know, the haunting in Connecticut was one of their cases. I think that one of theirs too. Yeah, it was the Perone case, not the Conjuring. Now I'm gonna have to look it up. Which one? Yeah, there's like a bunch. Jesus Christ, it's just too much. I think the most famous is obviously the Amityville, and then the Annabelle. Yeah, Annabelle is what they're right. I was like the big. How many fun. movies are made based just on these people's, you know, investigations? There's well, according to an article I read, Amityville has 28 films and counting. Yeah. Wow. Just the Amityville case, and that's okay. not including books and documentaries and stuff. That's fucking crazy. It's a good story, you know. Yeah, and I reckon. Hey, listen, you know, Jay Anson's book is good. Whether it's bullshit or not, it's a good little story. I and I recommend it if you haven't read it to check it out. You know, the Amityville Horror is a good book. Um, you know, and and look into the the story of itself, and we will probably go down the road of other um, Ed and Lorraine Warren cases a little more in depth. I wanted to get into the you know, the contest tonight, and I wanted to talk about the uh, the men who stare at goats thing. Because <clears throat> that one just kind of got to me. Like that, I because I, I wound up going down that whole rabbit hole, like looking into like the reality of it. And I was just like, oh. I'll have to watch that movie again. I, I remember watching it. And... and it did, and it did allow me to bring up Optimum traje- Trajectory tonight, which it was I, awesome. That, that yeah. movie was good. I, I which, which made Matt kind of like question his place in the universe. Which... It, it did. I'm, I'm going to have to watch Top Gun now. <laughs> Get my life back on course. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. You I was going to watch Can't Buy Me Love after that. <laughs> I don't know why. You can be my wingman anytime. <laughs> Sword fight. 
Have you ever seen that Quentin Tarantino video? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. On that note, Steve, you getting fucking news tonight? No fucking news, but I do have news. Oh, good. We should do a whole night where we have fucking news. That would be good. Yeah. Speaking of Zach Baggins. Ooh. Yes. The, the Ghost Adventures Ghost crew. Boy himself. Yes. The go- See, you said there was nobody as famous as them. Sure there is. Zach Baggins. <laughs> Wannabe. It's about as legitimate, too. Uh, Zach Baggins and his team will be visiting the notoriously haunted St. Ignatius Hospital. What was that? Not like St. Elmo's Fire. Is that where that was based on? No. Oh. That was a good uh, TV show. No, Steve. St. Elmo. Elmo's. I don't remember. But that. St. Elsewhere. That's what I was thinking of. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) St. Elmo's Fire was a movie. (laughs) Yeah. Sure. Okay. The hospital, which is located in Colfax, Washington, has been out of operation since the mid-1960s. But that hasn't stopped it from being a local and statewide talking point. <clears throat> Baggins, the show's lead investigator, posted about the investigation on his Twitter account. In the tweet, he specified that the hospital used to offer tours, but because of the paranormal activity, they had to suspend all of that. Uh, there is one way visitors can investigate the hospital from the inside, though. In October each year, just in time for Halloween, the hospital allows one tour. I was going to say breaking and entering. (laughs) Well, that too. Uh, Titled the St. Ignatius Haunted Hospital Tour. Wow, that's imaginative. Uh, Prior visitors, prior visitors are vocal about their paranormal interactions at the event's uh, Facebook page. (laughs) Because they wouldn't set any of that up for a tour. Yeah, no. One commenter, Jody Phillips, claimed she'd come into contact with seven ghosts during the tour. (laughs) Ooh, only seven. Only seven, but she did get some audio from others, other ghosts. Uh, uh, others commented, uh, other comments seem to show the uh, annual yep, tour sells so good tickets The tour sells tickets quickly, and the waiting list is wanted by those who didn't make the first cut. Darn it. Lloyd, you're the best damn bartender. I didn't make the cut myself. But, uh, one post, I didn't try, but. One post on the page teases the upcoming uh, upcoming Ghost Adventures episode from one person who was seemingly there for the filming. William Francis Condon claimed he had to take his wife, Beth, to the loony bin in April. Instead of messaging him here to hear what happened, he asked readers to watch the Saturday night episode to see what happened during their time at the abandoned hospital. So whatever's going on there sent his wife to the loony bin. Yeah. But he's and not going to tell the you. Loony bin, yeah, he, that's real sympathetic. Yeah, <laughs> he's not going to tell you what happened unless you watch the episode. Wow. Sounds legit. Yep. Saint Ignatius Hospital closed in 1960. No playmate, Zach, a dull boy. Saint Ignatius Hospital closed its doors in 1964 because of limited funding, according to Spokane Historical. It was a religiously founded hospital, which meant acts of charity and limited state funding took a toll on the building's necessary upgrades. Uh, the uh, hospital is said to be haunted by past patients. They all are, aren't they? Uh, the because if I died, I would want to go back to the shitty hospital <laughs> right. I was in. Yeah, like uh, the <laughs> last place I want to remember. 
You said I was going to get my meal, and I never got my meal, and I want, I'm coming back, and I'm going to haunt you now. See, that's what I would do. Some sources consider the hospital one of the most haunted buildings in America. Like, Ooh. weak and weird. Don't we know those people who claim the uh, location <laughs> yeah. up to par with some of yeah. America's most notorious haunts? The website called Ashmore Estates and the Waverly Hills Sanatorium, both places the ghost uh, crews have visited before. Oh, in 2015, the building was added to the Washington Trust for Historic Preservation's list of most endangered properties. Ooh. Yeah. <clears throat> Ghost Adventures will air Saturday on Travel Channel at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. I had to put in the little plug for the show. Ooh. Well, as if the whole article wasn't a plug for that show. Right. In the, in right. the loony bin that this guy won't talk about. That's right. So, USA Today. Oh, I forgot to say who that was from. What website? That's fine. Yeah, I'm supposed to say <laughs> that. That that makes it legit. Legit, then legitimize it. This is from USA Today, which okay. is the legitimate newspaper. I've That's heard. Right. Maybe we are alone after all. Uh, planets that could sustain alien life are much rarer than previously thought. Game off, man. <sighs> Quit looking. Game off. The number of planets in the universe that could sustain alien life in, is much smaller than had been thought astronomers, astronomers announced this week in a new study. Imagine a habitable zone for complex life defined as a safe zone. Much like women on a date, NASA is disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> out of an uh, what we believe, well, we have no concept of the measurement of the amount of area that the uh existence <laughs> known as space covers yeah we're the only planet that, that lives happen I, right. I believe that yeah yeah, yeah yeah i believe it we've 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 examined a teaspoon out of the ocean <laughs> of the universe Scient no life <laughs> that's scientists that's like says. that's like uh, sorry steve you're just gonna have to deal with this because this is ridiculous already but the scientist <laughs> a woman always fucking the astronomers <laughs> oh excuse me that's partly science like you know there's no other size of dick except for this <laughs> yeah imagine like, a the data set is not fucking big enough <laughs> it turns out that the toxic gases in the atmospheres of most planets makes them unfit for complex life as we know it the study said uh, this is done by the University of California Riverside and a guy named Timothy Lyons, who is according a bio, to all those planets that we've studied, a biogeochemist. By the way, that sounds legit to me. Biogeochemists don't lie. That we don't even know exists. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. Unless you go there, I don't know how you would measure the toxicity of a planet's atmosphere. Well, there's a way for them to test certain things. <clears throat> yeah, but like you said. Well, it's it, it, what they do is they watch as the planet goes in front of the sun. But it, we've just recently discovered creatures on our own planet that breathe methane instead right. of oxygen. Yeah, it's, it's so, <laughs> so many different things. I mean, I Man, well, we already debunked it. Well, I'm I'm glad that they're looking into these things. I definitely think that the data set is still too small. It's too small. Yeah, we're nothing. We, we haven't accomplished anything. Even if we were at the level of space travel where we could visit other planets, we still wouldn't have 
been able to tell how many planets went in the existing yeah. universe, which is who knows how vast. It's insanely vast, yeah. Steve. So anyway, <laughs> we've debunked him. I'm going to quit reading that article because we have another one from USA Today. And oh. this is much more important. Oh, Steve, lay it on me, buddy. Donald Trump. Now we're going political. Trump, yeah. D Trump? Yeah, big old D. Big D? Mr. Big Trump D. The <laughs> president of the United States has been briefed I hear on he's UFOs. Oh, thank goodness. Yes, he's been briefed. Hmm. President Donald Trump that. doesn't seem to believe in them, though. Well, can't blame him. Yeah. We have some airplane pilots and some people who uh, really believe that these things are real and uh, yeah, they've uh, seen these things. Yeah, no, uh, I'm going to go with no on this one. <laughs> ABC News is, I guess that's how you say it, George Stephanopoulos. Best name We're going to have the best space force. But if they do no, exist, <laughs> we've got the best, I mean, the top aliens in the galaxy right here top aliens they land on the front yard of the white house every monday morning anyway so george stephanopoulos uh, did an interview where he asked trump about recent reports about navy pilots spotting flying objects and what he made of the apparent ufo sightings mr trump the president of the united states donald trump said I want them to think whatever they think. Trump said, raising his eyebrows and slightly grinning before adding that he did have one really brief meeting on it. So he's been briefed. He admitted it. Ooh. Disclosure is nigh. <laughs> uh -huh. People are saying they're seeing UFOs. Do I believe it? Not particularly, he added. Oh. Uh, Stephan Stephanopoulos followed up asking the president whether he thought he'd actually know if the U.S. had any proof of extraterrestrials. A question uh, Trump did not appear to actually answer directly. Ooh, see, government cover-ups now. Oh, this this article has everything. I think our great pilots would know, and some of them really see things that are a little bit different than in the past, so we're going to see, but we'll watch it, Trump said. That's all he said. Knowing his answer would uh, promise that Stephanopoulos would be the first to know if there was alien life. So... If there is alien life out there and Trump finds out about it, <laughs> George Stephanopoulos is going to be the first to know. Fucking right. And then what is going to happen then? I don't know. Trump's comments followed a number of reports uh, chronicling how the government has examined UFO sightings and a report in the New York Times about Navy pilots reporting bizarre flying objects, including one that looked like a spinning top and another that had no visible engine that could reach 30,000 feet at hypersonic speeds. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. It's got to be a plan, Steve. In an interview with the Times, one of the pilots, David Fravor, said mysterious aircraft were being investigated after appearing on radar at 80,000 feet, dropping suddenly to 20,000 feet, then hovering there before dropping out of radar or shooting back up into the sky. Fravor said he went to investigate one of the aircraft, saw it moving erratically, then hovering just above the Pacific Ocean, as he got closer to the object, it zipped off. It accelerated like nothing I've ever seen, he told the Times, uh, adding that the incident, which was never explained, left him feeling pretty weirded out. Yeah. I'm I weird. think it would. Well, that was a Navy pilot, man. 
I'm worried it out, Steve. Yeah, that was David Fravor. David Fravor, don't lie. Sure. He's a Navy pilot. Sure. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sure. that is the news, fellas. Steve. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yeah. Now, I want to say one thing about that last story. If I were a Trump supporter, which nobody knows whether I am or not, because I will never tell you, okay. uh, I wouldn't be now because he doesn't believe in UFOs. Fuck him. Yeah. You're on the fuck. Well, if I were a Trump supporter, which I won't say if I am or not. I would say it would probably be the most uh, likely thing for a president to answer whenever it comes to aliens, especially if they were a Republican candidate. And that the common theory is that these are possible secret aircraft from enemy states, not aliens. That's what I meant to say. Wow, that's deep. Very deep shit. Deep. Deep Thoughts with Jack Handy. And now, Deep Thoughts with Jack <laughs> Handy. I, rem- I, mean, I remember that. That was awesome stuff right there. Uh, uh, but yeah. I also like the guy who said, and I and this is what I follow every day of my life, and, and you can end the show whenever you want, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. Do I sound loud enough, guys? Yes. <laughs> this has been the 40 and Slip, episode 82, the Amityville Horror. If you like this shit, hit the little thumbs up button. If you don't, hit the little thumbs down button. Leave some comments, people. Subscribe. Check out Matt Knapp. YouTube.com forward slash Booker Crossroads. Details. Check out the wonderful Phil Poling at YouTube.com forward slash Parabreakdown. He's putting out something. I don't know what it is, but he's putting out something. Check out Richard Allen, Bigfoot with Keith and Colin on Facebook. It's his group. It's his comic strip. Check that shit out. As long as he keeps shitting on my stuff, I'll keep going and saying that this stuff blows. That's how I do it. And as always, check out our good friend, Dreadfun, at dreadfun.com and youtube.com forward slash give us your submissions your videos the producer is on I will come up with some type of uh, witty little production piece for that (coughs) and yes we will announce the producer when I am in Ohio with Steve are you ready for that shit Steve no you ready for debauchery? I'm not ready for debauchery. No? Nope. No? I was thinking like Caligula style, Steve. In fact, the week after you come here, I'm taking a whole week off and just going out of town. You'll need it. You'll, you'll need it. Yeah. Uh, Matt? Yes? <laughs> What's the over-under on me getting Steve to take a dab hit? 
Oh, geez. <laughs> Being that my wife will be present 90% of the time. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> that leaves 10%. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And we will announce the winner when I am in Ohio with Steve to do a live show. Pretty sure uh, that's still illegal in Ohio, by the way. What's that? I'm pretty sure that's still illegal in Ohio. Well, we're not you know. calling the cops, Steve. Yeah, we're not. We're not going to. I might. We're not letting them know, Steve. It's okay. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> All right. So uh, uh, we will do that next week. We'll be back, uh, Matt. I think I'm going to go with your topic next week. Boom. Mysterious manuscripts. Mysterious. That's it. Mysterious. What about women manuscripts? What? <laughs> I fucking hate you right now. <sighs> <laughs> that was the worst thing I ever said. 